Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome into the Steelers Fix Podcast. My name is Jeremy Betts, and I am here with my good buddy Andrew Wilbar to talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers with a focus on roster building and player development. But we're going to have a little bit of fun today. We're going to play a game in, of either or in this show. We're going to have a little fun doing that later on. But Andrew, wanted to bring you in here and just see how you're doing, man. It's been a crazy weekend. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night, so we're watching uh, Bengals versus uh, Bills a little bit right now. Uh, another good week for the AFC North. It seems like that is happening a lot, but the Steelers hanging in there now at 5-3. and three. How was uh, your Steelers watching experience on Thursday night, and uh, how are you doing uh, throughout a weekend of football? I'm doing well. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show. My voice sounds a little bit deeper than normal. Uh, it's already typically pretty deep, but uh, a little under the weather from uh, this past week, but got a little bit of extra rest. The time change helped give me a full night's rest on yeah. Saturday night going into Sunday. Uh, but it, we're coming off a win again, just like every win so far. That's mixed feelings, but that's just the way the Steelers are going to win games this year. And I think we've finally agreed that, you know, it's just it is what it is at this point. Yeah, it, it really is, and you've got a, a team that just doesn't like to make it easy on the fan base. <laughs> they really don't. Yeah, they just want to. They're 
entertaining, I, I guess, if, if you want to call heart palpitations for 60 minutes entertaining and um, making every every second of a ball game count every week. But, um, Andrew, we've, we've, we're really in the heart of the season, college football. We're in the heart of, of the college football season. Teams are separating. We had our first college football playoff rankings last week, and you know who's number one. You know who it is. Those Ohio State Buckeyes are number one, and it's going to stay that way the rest of the season because they are that team. They are that squad this year. They got a defense, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers, though. They like to keep uh, us Buckeye fans in uh, in tow for a whole game. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Michigan, though, hasn't really given you a lot to, uh, to, to hate so far this year a lot of excitement this year they just kind of you know going about their business so i don't know how you feel about college football and the nfl at this point of the season but you know it's it's one of those things where our teams are in the thick of it on the college football side our nfl teams in the thick of it how you feeling about this season so far for both it's just such a mixed reaction, which I, I was surprised to hear that at the beginning because I thought Kyle McCord, you know, I, I I was expecting to hear, you know, wow, I was surprised that they moved him up to one with Kyle McCord and everything. And we were talking about him just a couple weeks ago in such a negative light. But we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, The Big Ten East is always exciting up until the game, and that's ultimately going to determine it more than likely. I don't want to look ahead. Obviously, this week is Penn State for Michigan. That's not going to be an easy game. It's just it's just this weird mixture of stuff because you're trying to figure out what's going on with Michigan behind the scenes. You're trying to figure out what what to believe, what not to believe, what's going on there. And then you have the Steelers who I'm not as confident in in terms of their overall ability to be able to win a championship or even make a playoff run, yet they're finding right. enough ways to win. And really, even if it's not the game-by-game -game predictions being correct from you and me, we're, we're on track to get – the right ending and it's at that yeah. normal nine and eight it's very similar to last year in that perspective that you know it's not great it's ugly they're ugly wins some of them and some of them are come from behind it's not going to be enough it's not sustainable for playoff football though and i know yeah. i understand once you're in anything can happen blah, blah 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 the steelers are not a team that is ready to win right now there's just too many issues with the coaching and we've talked about that, but it, it's just this weird feeling because it's two different perspectives. Michigan, I feel, has the team this year yeah. to potentially be able to go all the way, but we'll we'll see what happens with everything that happens with Connor Stallions, all that situation going on there. But just like when you have what happens to, with New England, if and I will say this, I'll be the first to say this: if it is proven that Michigan did cheat, Jim Harbaugh should be fired immediately. Yeah. I, I yeah. do not endorse anything that has to do with any sort of GM. But again, just watch this be the year for my sake. The Michigan actually wins it. And then you still have that asterisk by it, just like we talked about yeah. all those years with New England. <laughs> if that's truly the case, we'll see what happens. I, it's just, it's it's aggravating as a fan because you want to have that yeah. championship. Oh, this is the year we're going to win. But now it's like in the back of your head, just watch. This will finally be the year it happens. And it won't happen the rest of my lifetime. And this right. will be the, what happens and there the happens caveat. The asterisk by it. Yeah, the caveat will linger on for all of eternity. Well, speaking of college football, let's go ahead and jump into our two-minute drills today. Andrew, you've got a lot to talk about from a crazy week of college football, some really good performances that stood out to you. So I'm going to set up a timer here for you, and uh, we will ride into your two-minute drill, breaking down the highlights of college football action 
over the weekend. Are you ready? I am. All right, let's do it in three, two, one, go. Let's start off with some past midweek maction, if that is your thing. Marion Loops, running back from Central Michigan. If you don't for if you forgot about Lou Nichols last year, guy we were high on during the draft process, a standout running back there for several years. But Marion Loops has stepped in and is really becoming a force in that offense. Five foot nine, two hundred pounds. He's not the biggest back, but he's compact. 21 carries, 202 yards, and a touchdown against Northern Illinois this past week. He is training upward just a junior, but could declare, because again, we know how running backs, if you can get into that middle round status, you got to consider going because you never know what one year is going to bring at the running back position. Dylan Johnson, how about another running back who set records this week for Washington? Six foot flat, 218, on 26 carries, ran for 256 yards and four touchdowns. He has 10 touchdowns this season, and I know that USC's defense didn't show up yesterday, but there have been times where their front seven has actually been a solid run uh, defending unit. They were not yesterday. Dylan Johnson ate them up. That offensive line just worked. But Dylan Johnson is a name to keep an eye on. He is definitely trending upward. He's having a great season for Washington alongside Michael Penix, who had a great game for himself and is trending upward as well. Xavier Benson, linebacker from Oklahoma State. A little bit undersized, but he was all over the place this past week in Bedlam. Seven tackles. One sack, three of those tackles were tackles for a loss, flying all over the field. He has decent range, can do a little bit of everything. Keep an eye on him as a versatile linebacker in this draft process. But the player of the week, in my opinion, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., and one of the biggest upsets of the week against Notre Dame, 11 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, and he also returned an interception for a touchdown. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. was the MVP of that game. He played probably his best game of the season, maybe the best game of his collegiate career. He was fantastic. Keep an eye on this guy. There's not that many linebackers I would take in the first round, but he's one of those guys. Trey Harris, wide receiver, Ole Miss, 11 catches for 213, a touchdown. Xavier Leggett, nine catches for 217, two touchdowns, a big possession receiver in the middle rounds. Good stuff as always. Man, that Clemson-Notre Dame game was wild. And it was. Man, my, my granddad is a huge Clemson fan, and he, he said, man, we finally played like we should have been playing all year. And I was like, well. I don't know. They they finally did put it together, especially on defense. They they made uh, Sam Hartman. Uh, they gave him some issues this week, and and that was that was a fun game to watch. So, two two questions on the top of college football before we transition. One: Do you think Urban Meyer takes the Michigan State job? Ooh, uh, I've heard the rumblings, but I I don't know. Uh, uh, he he might just because of the uh, he's been out of it long enough now to where he might want to get back in and that's his his realm is college football obviously not yeah. the NFL um, but I don't know that that's a tough one. What would you think of that? I mean, good for him. I think he he, he deserves a shot, and Michigan State needs help. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> my other question up. that I had, I'm trying to I'm trying to circle back to it now. Actually, you know what? Let's just move on. If I think of it, I'll maybe I'll bring it up later in the show. Uh, yeah, but uh, let, let me let me pull this one out for you. How about uh, Ravens rookie running back Keaton Mitchell out of Eastern Carolina going off for a hundred and thirty plus rushing yards and a touchdown on eight carries today for the Ravens? The Ravens just pull running backs out of the woodwork, and I know Keaton Mitchell was a guy that we had talked about this last offseason as a guy with some explosiveness and he showed that this week at the pro level um 
you know, so uh, listen to the Steelers fix. We we know we know what we're talking about over here. <laughs> he was becoming what we all wanted Anthony McFarland to be for the Steelers. Yes, absolutely. Um, hopefully he doesn't keep it up for the purple and black because yes. uh, that's not good for us. <laughs> all right, hey, let's do uh, good bets and bad bets if you're ready. Are you ready? I'm ready, as always. Well, then I guess I have no choice. I'll be ready in three, two, one, go. Let's start with some bad today, just because I want to get the negative over and get to the good stuff. Lamar Jackson, if you are a Lamar Jackson owner, you've got to be less than pleased because he's got four of his last five outings scoring less than 20 fantasy points, and only one of those over 13 fantasy points. Andrew, that is not good for Lamar Jackson. Still, he ranks as the number six quarterback in the leagues uh, before the tallies are totaled at the end of this week. It's not great. B. John Robinson is probably the biggest disappointment of any of the first-round draft picks in fantasy football. He has been uh, just an, under an inexplicable lack of usage there in Atlanta, and he's got 13 or fewer PPR fantasy points in six of his last seven games. That is unbelievable. And then if Matthew Stafford is out too much longer, you can kiss the production goodbye for these uh, Rams wide receivers. Uh, Cooper Cup had the high score of the group today with 6.8 fantasy points against the Packers defense uh, with Brett Rippon back there, ripping uh, terrible throws <laughs> uh, all, all day. So uh, that's the negative. That's the bad bets. If you had one of these guys or have one of these guys, then that's a struggle. Let's get on to the good stuff, though. The Houston Texans had four players, Andrew, who scored 27-plus PPR fantasy points. That is unbelievable. 27 or more, four players. The tight end position is looking great. I can't believe I'm saying that. 12 players scored 12-plus fantasy points this week. That's a lot if you're talking tight ends, and this is not a, a new thing. This is a, starting to be a trend. And then for Steelers fans, let's give us a little bit of gold here. Deontay Johnson, three performances now since the, he returned from injury, <clears throat> and he has 12-plus fantasy points in all of those, and he scored his first touchdown since 2021 this last week. Good stuff for number 18 in black and gold. Perfect timing. I'm looking at... I didn't, I didn't no, even but... rehearse that, Andrew. I didn't even rehearse that. Perfect. That was really good. I'm not going to lie. I, I I did think up my one question, but before we get to that, you're talking about the tight end position. It is interesting with all the with some of the injuries of the top guys, in specifically Darren Waller. I have, in one of my leagues where Waller is out, I have, what's his face? I have Dalton Schultz in that league. Yeah. The issue is in another league, I had both him and Hunter Henry, and I think I might have benched both of them. In favor of somebody that got did at me absolutely nothing. There was someone off the waiver wire. I don't know what happened today, but some bad roster decisions that I had this week kind of killed me. But I did want yeah. to think of the question. If Jim Harbaugh gets fired, should Michigan yeah. put out an offer to Dabo Sweeney? Put in an offer to Dabo? They should. Yes, they should. Uh, will they tear him away from from Clemson, I don't know, but they should definitely do that. I, I still think he's a good coach. Still think he can put together a winning uh, organization. So if there's a time Michigan could salvage him. It might be right now, as things have kind of been at a low level yeah. for the last couple of years at Clemson. But that was my yeah my he yeah I, the recruiting's still really good there at Clemson. They just for some reason it's just not working out for them. 
specifically on offense, they've been struggling uh, recently. But man, yeah, uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of of things to watch this offseason in college football and the pros too. I mean, we've had our first firing at the pros already with Josh McDaniels out, and the Raiders go out and win this weekend in in dominant fashion with uh with a an interim head coach. So things A-O-C-A change all the time. McDonald. Yeah, hey, that's right. He looked good today. He really did. Uh, all right, hey, we're gonna take a quick break here on the fix, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking. Uh, well, we're gonna be playing our game a little bit of either or, a little would you rather. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, we'll be answering questions about the remainder of the season, about specific players and coaches, and then also about the upcoming offseason as well. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. The Steelers fix. We'll be right back. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Steelers Fix. It's Jeremy Betts. It's Andrew Wilbar. We talked a little two-minute drills in the opening portion of the show, so if you missed it, go back and check that out. Andrew broke down college football's finest from this last week, and then I did the same. Good bets and bad bets from fantasy football. Love to talk a little college football and fantasy football here on the Steelers Fix. And uh, don't forget to check out my show that runs every Tuesday and Thursday on the fans first sports NFL feed 
FFSN NFL feed if you wherever you get your podcast. The uh, Fantasy First podcast, always breaking down the waiver wire and then DFS squads for the week. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Little plug there for the new show. It's been fun to do, and I hope the listeners that are currently listening enjoy it and we'll spread the news. Fun podcast. Andrew, though, let's get into our game here. It's going to be fun. We're going to play little either-or Pittsburgh Steelers edition, and basically the format is we're going to ask a question. Would you rather this or that? And then the other person is going to have to answer that question and give some good reasons behind it. We didn't rehearse this either beforehand. The questions were popped into our our uh, outline, if you will, right before the show, so not a lot of time to process these and think about it, but I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to let you have the floor first, Andrew. Go ahead and fire away with your first either-or question for me as we open up the game. Either-or. Pat Meyer is fired or Eddie Faulkner gets fired? (sighs) This is tough, but I'm going to go with Meyer because he handles a, a, a more... I guess the crux of the offense with the offensive line, he handles really the, the anchor point for the passing game and the running game. And I know he's the other thing is that he's been the run game coordinator coordinator for the Steelers. And that just hasn't looked good. (laughs) Uh, Not consistently in any way. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I would rather fire Pat Meyer and keep Eddie Faulkner. I know they've both got issues Um, but I I would rather get in a guy who can get these offensive linemen that the Steelers brought in back to their pro bowl or, um, high level play and develop guys like Broderick Jones. And even Dan Moore jr. Has some talent, I think left on the, on the board based on coaching. And I would like to see a little bit better situation there. A, A guy who can come in and, and really solidify some of this stuff a lot like my, Mike Munchak did uh, several years ago when he was helping out with the Steelers offensive line. But I'm curious your thoughts on this one too. Uh, Which one would you go for? I'd probably agree with you, although I will say, since we didn't really do a whole lot to recap the game on Thursday, the offensive line did improve. They did show improvement. And on a short week, that was fairly impressive to see how they played. And I know the Steelers, a lot of times they seem to play well on shorter rest. I think that... I honestly believe that the offensive line it might be starting to finally turn that tide. We were talking about how maybe midseason until the offensive line finally learns to gel with Samalo coming in and all these guys coming in. Maybe we're starting to see the tide turning with this offensive line. I still, regardless of how good the offensive line finishes, I, I didn't like Pat, the Pat Meyer hiring in the beginning. So I still want him gone. And I'm going to go with him here because you're right. I agree with just the higher priority of it all. But really, both of these guys need to go. If I'm choosing one, though, I'm choosing Meyer just because of how important the offensive line is. Yeah, and, you know, I think going back to what the Steelers did this last week, they, I think they just decided, mentioned this on the uh, Steelers Q&A with uh, Tate, that I think the Steelers just, just decided to put their five best offensive linemen on the football field. And, and in doing so, they decided to not move – Dan Moore Jr. to right tackle where he had struggled in practice and they decided let's just put Broderick Jones over there because we we know we can get at least decent play from 
uh, more on the left side. Let's not put him on the right side and and mess up two positions potentially with Broderick Jones coming in. I know he played well at left tackle in his reserve performance, um, but still, you you he's a rookie. You know, let's let's improve the position on the right hand side. I think that that worked, and you saw it work in the run game uh, for the Steelers this last week. So that was that was definitely a, a neat thing to see. All right, Andrew, I've got one for you here. Uh, this one kind of hits close to home. I think I know which direction you're going to go. Uh, based on previous conversations and things like that. But the way the games have played out the last three weeks since Deontay Johnson's return, I'm asking, do you think that Deontay Johnson, either Deontay Johnson or George Pickens, mean more to the offense right now as they're currently constructed? George Pickens, seven days out of seven and twice on Sunday. Okay. All right. Would you like to elaborate on that? (laughs) Other than the lack of efficiency for Deontay Johnson, which has been a little bit better since he's returned, uh, I think that's enough right there. Pickens is capable of more if he had the target share that Deontay Johnson had. And if he had the – I can't even say if he has the chemistry because we saw that chemistry on display last year and in games this year we've seen it. It's just – it's when he isn't consistently looked his way. I mean, he is your biggest playmaker. You've got to get him the ball. And really, the Steelers, the only way imaginable that the Steelers could make a playoff run is if George Pickens is just peppered with targets. The Steelers cannot run an efficient offense if they're running through Deontay Johnson. The only way it can possibly happen is through George Pickens. And I agree with what Heinz Ward said. You know, it's not all about him. You know, he, he we don't want to have another diva scenario with George Pickens. And there are concerns with, you know, the way he's handled himself. If there's anyone who deserves to be upset, though, we don't want to have this diva thing going on. But ultimately, if there's anyone who does deserve to be upset for not getting targets, it's George Pickens. Because we're seeing with the ball in yeah. his hand, he's as electric as any receiver in the league right now. And if he had a... If he's in a different offense, he would probably be in consideration for offensive player of the year, the rate that he could be going at. And he's a confident player. I don't agree with his philosophy and necessarily his mindset in the moment. Sometimes he gets a little too heated, a little too emotional. But ultimately, the point being, he does need to get the ball more. And while he does need to learn and mature, the Steelers should understand that the offense cannot run through Deontay Johnson. It has yeah. to run through George Pickens for this offense to be efficient, and they have not learned their lesson yet. Yeah, I think you lose that explosive element, and I think I still go back to this is a schematic thing. And uh, for some reason, when Deontay Johnson is on the field, he is schemed as the wide receiver one for this team. And uh, despite it being clearly George Pickens, who is the more talented receiver, that's the only reason you're seeing these stat lines, these ridiculously horrific stat lines for George Pickens is that Deontay Johnson is schemed up as the wide receiver one. They scheme him targets in the red zone. They did that last week to get him his touchdown. I'm not dogging him for getting his touchdown. I think he's a good player and he deserved that touchdown, but he was schemed up on the rub route for that touchdown. They don't do that for George Pickens. They expect him to just beat his guy, and if Kenny Pickett happens to look his way, then that's the targets he gets. Deontay Johnson is the only receiver that gets schemed up in this offense, and that is, to me, negligence on Matt Canada's part and is a fireable offense in and of itself because you're not utilizing your best weapon. Now, 
you know, uh, just the caveat here. I don't think the whole offensive issues are Matt Canada's fault. I think they're that he's a big part of the issues. Um, there are his blame to go around, but the biggest thing to me is that he doesn't know how to utilize his best weapons as as the best weapons. If you if yep. if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, De- Deontay Johnson, great player. Uh, but he needs to be the wide receiver two on this team, and that's not a knock on him. He would be maybe one of the best wide receiver twos in the entire league. Absolutely. But you scheme up George Pickens as your Devontae Adams. You scheme him up as your Jamar Chase. And if you do that, you become a more explosive offense. By default, you have to be a more explosive offense because he is more explosive, and it's not like the guy isn't open sometimes. Uh, I mean, he gets open, and... But the thing is, he makes plays even when he's not. So just get him the football. Come on, let's stop playing around with this. That is part of the reason why your offense is stuck in low gear all the time is because you're not utilizing your star player to his full potential. So that's my biggest gripe with the offense right now. And uh, so I 100% agree with you. You absolutely have the right take on this either-or question. Andrew, let's do one more from you, and then I've got one more as well. This one's a little bit more under the radar, not one that everyone is probably thinking about, but either or Darius Rush or Corey Trice as a starter in 2024, if you can only choose one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Corey Trice because if he starts, that means he's been playing better. He's been playing really well. Um, and the dude's six foot four. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the dude's a monster. You know, six foot four, 30, what was it, 36, 37 inch arms or something like that? At the, was it? It, it was, he's just long. Yeah. And he's fast too, dude. I mean, he is, he is lightning. So to me, he's your, he's your Reek Woolen. He's, he's that type of player for, for like the Seattle Seahawks have. Um, and if you nail that, I think we're already seeing, uh, Andrew, that Joey Porter Jr. is is going to be a good cornerback for the Steelers team. In fact, he could be great. He really could be. Yep. And I know he's got some things to clean up on the tackling side of things, but I think if Corey Trice is or wins the starting gig opposite him, that your stealing's higher. And not nothing against uh, Darius Rush, but physically he's not as imposing as as trices. So uh, if he lands a starting job, then you've evaluated two players in a draft class that was chock full of good corners. Um, but I, you know, I'd still say your, your ceiling is higher. Uh, if, if Corey Trice is your starter opposite Joey Porter Jr. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I'd be okay with either, but if, if you have, if you have a guy like Darius rush that can maybe even specialize on special teams, could even use him as a return man. He did some of that during the pre-draft process, and he looked pretty solid doing so. I mean, you could you, you can utilize Rush's versatility in more ways, whereas Trice may not be as versatile, but if he could be an outside corner for this team, that would be such a miracle going forward. It absolutely would be. And, um, you know, I, I could see Rush in the current Levi Wallace role, where he's like the third cornerback who comes yeah. in on – uh, dime packages and things like that and, and provide you solid reps. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to mention that um, if we got to cornerback talk today, didn't you think that Levi Wallace looked so much better in a support role 
than yes. when he was asked to be the guy on the outside. Way better. That to me was always the thing for him is he's a support role type player and he doesn't need to be on the field for 90% of your snaps. You're asking for trouble. If he's on the field for 20% of the snaps though, you can get, you can get 10 good reps out of him on defense every game. You know, yeah. that's, that shouldn't be too hard to do. And he, he showed that. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know about you, but I thought he looked really good where he's supposed to be, which is in a support role <laughs> for the defense. Oh, I agree. I think all three corners, because of that move, all performed better this past week. Absolutely, hundred percent. By the way, Darius Rush, you got to come down with that interception. Oh, that you, like, that! you read it. He had everything except get to the he ball. Had it all. He got to catch that ball, man. That that hype would have the hype train would have gotten real if he would have caught that ball. Yes. Absolutely. All right, here you go, Andrew. This is the ultimate question, all right? The ultimate question for you because we know the value you put on the NFL draft. And same for me, uh, but you are the draft guru here at the Steel Curtain Network. So this might be a tough question for you. Maybe not. I don't know. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, to me, have have two scenarios that could play out here. Um one being a wild card round appearance and a loss. I just don't think they're good enough to win in the playoffs. Or they just fall to pieces here down the stretch and end up with a top 10 pick. If you had to choose one of these scenarios, which one are you choosing? I'm choosing the top 10 pick because ultimately if you're not coming home with a Lombardi, and I mean, especially if you're not even a divisional crown, I mean, more than likely, I, I think it's so difficult because the Steelers are too bad of a team to be good, but they're too lucky of a team to be bad. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's so difficult because I, I have a feeling I, I would honestly, at this point, if the Steelers could get one of the two, there would at least be some silver lining. My fear is that neither of which happens. You're picking at 16 and you don't get either of these. But in this scenario, I'm taking the top 10 pick. At least with that, you're getting potentially a prime player position of need. If Jeremiah Trower continues to rise, I mean, right now the Steelers could get him later on, but if he continues to rise into elite status and becomes that elite linebacker, you can take him there. You can take him. Yeah. You have your you have a lot more options. If you need to go for another corner, you could go corner the Kool-Aid McKinstry or somebody like that. Or maybe you even have a premier defensive player, or should I even dare say quarterback that happens to fall to you and you have options yeah. on the table. I'd prefer that, or even an opportunity to trade back with all these teams that are gonna want to move up for quarterbacks. It gives you an opportunity to trade back and gain more draft picks. Whereas wild card loss ultimately, if you're not at least making it to the Super Bowl, I can understand making it to the Super Bowl or but if you're coming short of the Super Bowl, you're in the same position as all the other leagues. The only difference is that you, they're picking before you are to become better. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's where I come down on this. I, I think it I think it depends on where you view this team. So, uh, like Andrew, here's here's my question to you: Is this a team that's like a a better offensive coordinator? And one or two major players that you can get in the draft uh, away from being an AFC championship type contender, or do they need more than that? Because, um, like if if it's me and, and I say, well, the Steelers are an offensive coordinator, and 
and maybe a, um, I don't know, let's go with a center away from having a really good offense, <laughs> um, then I say you want that top 10 pick, you know, uh, because then you're getting a high value draft pick. Right. And you're, you know, things, things fell off enough to where you're, there's no qualms about not hiring or not extending Matt Canada next year, Mm -hmm. not bringing him back. You just fire the guy and you say, we're moving on to the next guy. I'm sorry. Uh, Instead of being like, Oh, I know we made it to the playoffs. I know the offense was a top 20 unit uh, for the second half of the year again. Um, But we're, you know, I I just don't know what to do with you, Matt Canada. Uh, You know, so I'm, I, I would tend to agree with you. I'd rather have the top 10 pick and a new offensive coordinator because if the Steelers go seven and, and 10, they're not keeping Matt Canada. Um, you know, but if they go 10 and seven and lose in the wild card round, they might keep Matt Canada. You know, they might oh, just do that. So do you imagine? <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I'm going to say, I agree with you. Although the other thing would be, if you see this team as more than that away, then let's get some experience here. Let's get these guys some experience. Let's take our middle round pick that we're going to get out of the deal. Um, and let's, you know, get to the playoffs and, and, and see what Kenny can do there, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, see what, see what happens. And then, you know, you draft a center in the middle of the first round, you draft another corner in the middle of the second round and, and you add some pieces as you go. And then, you know, maybe you've got, you've got more time, maybe 2024 is not your year, but if you think, man, 2024 is our year. If we get one more premier pl- player to make the offense go and a new offensive coordinator, then I say you, you want that top 10 bit. But how say you? Where do you see the Steelers? Do you think they're an offensive coordinator and a, and a player away, or do you see them need more? I like how you differentiated those two scenarios because I that does make it a whole lot more clear, and it makes sense. I agree with that first prop. I think the Steelers are just a piece or two away and a good offensive coordinator away from being a legitimate contender. If the if you have better play, I mean, even this year, if, despite the holes the Steelers have and issues we like to talk about with the defense and maybe even in the offensive line to a degree, if the play calling is better and you have either one extra piece on the offensive line or in the secondary, this team is yeah. going places. I mean, despite yeah. the injuries, despite everything that's happened this year, the Steelers, the AFC is not as elite as we thought it was going to be. You have good teams, but you don't have any unbeatable teams. We saw Miami go down today to Kansas City, but we've seen Kansas City who just lost to Denver. Like, there's yeah. so many teams that have off weeks. It's just the if you have better play calling that allows you to be good for more than just the fourth quarter of the game, when really a lot of it is no huddle and the players are having more freedom to call plays. I, I think you do have a different team here. You have a team that we're, we're looking at as a team that could actually make noise in January. And I don't think any of us see that right now. So I agree. Yeah. I think the Steelers are just a piece or so away and a good offensive coordinator from being a legit contender, despite there may be more than one hole on the team. But I think if you fill one of those with an elite player and fix the play calling, you can still contend and be Super Bowl contenders despite having a hole or two on your roster, as long as they're not the biggest in the world. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where I see it, too. So I think you've got to, you know, just kind of weigh, weigh your thoughts based on that. But am I going to complain if the Steelers make the playoffs? No. But am I going to yeah. complain really at the end of the season if they've got if they're sitting there with a top ten pick? Probably not going to be complaining too much then either because at least you know some changes are coming and some improvements are coming to this team. And I do think 
you know, they're not that far away. They're, you know, especially if if somehow you get in an offensive coordinator that can settle down Kenny Pickett for longer portions of the game, um, he's already got the most – he's already got the hardest thing to, to get in the quarterback, which is that uh, it factor in the fourth quarter, the clutch factor. So he's already got the hardest thing to get. If he can fix some accuracy issues, this this team looks a lot better right now. And then if you can get a an offensive coordinator with more than four packages uh, in the offense and, and knows how to use – a supreme talent like George Pickens, then I think that you you've got a new a next level team uh, ready for a breakout. And with Whitehall and Khan, if we do have that top ten pick, you can't help but think it's actually exciting now because there's so many options. Nothing's off the table. You could yeah. see a trade up. You could see a trade down. It's just going to add so much more intrigue with a higher pick. Now that the Steelers have a front office that one year in the draft looks pretty good, and yeah, yeah. we know that they're aggressive on draft night. Absolutely. All right, Andrew, let me get, let me just give you a couple uh, real quick shots here that you can just give me a, a quick answer for, and then we'll head out. How about that? Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to change this up. I, I was originally going to go uh, with our current offensive coordinator versus this next guy, but I'm going to go with, with something else here. Uh, I'm going to do this. Mac and or a peanut butter uh, and jelly sandwich. Right, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. sandwich. I know you would go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm changing it up. How about this? Uh, next year's offensive coordinator, you have the choice between Byron Leftwich or the recently fired Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. How did I know you were going to go there? <laughs> yeah, who are you taking? Give me Byron Leftwich. Let's go past happy and just okay. see what happens. At least George Pickens will get his targets finally. <laughs> yes, I think – Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That's fun. Uh, how about this? Um, uh, you have a mid round pick. Um, are you drafting a right tackle so that Broderick Jones can move to left tackle or are you drafting a center? If you've got two equal players, uh, that can help your team. Ooh, that's rough. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say right tackle only because I believe there's more options overall. If I could pencil in Cedric Van Praan into that center spot, 100% I'm pounding center. But if I don't get him, I there's several intriguing tackles that can play right or left in this upcoming draft. So, in the if the Sears have that top 10 pick, they could potentially get one of those guys. So I'm going to say just because of the higher probability that the Steelers could land one of them, I'm going to go with right tackle as opposed to going for center just because if I don't get that one option, I don't really want to. And I think Mason Cole's probably just as competent, if not more competent at his job than Chikumo Okorafor is at right tackle. So for those reasons, I'm going to go right tackle as much as I would love to upgrade center. Yeah. All right, man. Well, those are good answers. Let us know what you think if you want to reach out on the X Twix app, like I like to call it. Uh, you can reach out to me at the Bets ninety three. Love to hear your comments on this show and on your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but Andrew, that's going to do it for us here to, today on the Steelers Fix. It's fun as always. We hope that you, the listener, enjoyed it. Be sure to check the show out every Tuesday. We'll be back with you next week, and uh, 
hopefully the Steelers team on a mini bye week can put some things together for a good performance against the Packers to get to six and three before we head off to Cleveland for a uh, matchup in the division, followed by another divisional matchup against the the Bengals. The witching hour is coming up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How will they handle it? We shall see. For Andrew Wilbar, I'm Jeremy Betts. We'll see you next time on the Steelers Pit. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.